proudly brought to you by New Vision. Maca 19, Mission Possible and Porsche have come together to bring you the Big Footy Port Adelaide Board Podcast. Phantom Draft for 2016. Who will be the next Matthew Westhoff? G'day everyone and welcome back to the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast Phantom Draft Edition. This is part two. You're listening to Maca 19 here and with us is Portia. Hello. And Mission Possible. Hello. So in part one, obviously, we went through our first round. We've done our Phantom. Um, now we're going to look at the players that we expect to be um, available with pick 30 and 31 and who we might be looking at uh, to draft there. So I've got a list of names here. Um, so the first one um, that we should talk about, because there is uh, a lot of talk that we are interested interested in him, and that is Josh mm. Battle, who is a 192-centimetre, uh, I guess you'd call him a key forward, um, super endurance, kicked a lot of goals this year, had a really good final series, uh, was named All-Australian as well. But he is only 192 centimetres. He doesn't have very good pace and he can't jump. So, what do we think about Josh Battle, and where do you see him fitting in this draft? First of all, great name. Let's it's just say that. It's a great name. And it all drops away after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, he's look, he's performed well, um, but I just don't think. I mean, I just don't think he's got enough to him to succeed at the high level. I don't think he's good enough at leading to get separation to win contested marks regularly. Um, we're talking about drafting key position fours that are all going to be taller than him and against a taller opponent, you want to have some way of winning the contest. He might have strength, but his strength forwards constantly, constantly have free kicks against them for wrestling. Um, you know, uh, I, I, just from a, just from a where the game is going point of view, I feel like a guy like Josh Battle is a guy that is being moved past. Um, yeah, and then there's queries on his um, speed and agility and all that stuff as well. Mm. Um, I, I think the talk that poured it into him, I don't understand it. Um, there was an interview that um, I think Russell Lee Handball posted on the podcast thread a while ago. Um, from the guy that's helping out, uh, Jason Cripps in list management, list management, and they're talking about how teams need to work out what they are good at developing and try to draft that. And I think that we are not good at developing players that are not physically there, like they're, they are there size-wise, but not their fitness-wise. I don't think we have a good record of turning them into players. So I think that would preclude drafting him personally. I think it's all a bit of smoke and mirrors. Are we looking at the next Darcy Hurrigan and Matt Panos, or are we severely underrating him? Okay. I think when you look at him, 192 centimetres, slow, can't jump. Mm. You also almost have to pull him back to that 186 centimetre category. Yeah. How does he go against those guys? Yeah. Um, I just sit there and go, AFL level, they'll just eat him up unless they get caught in a body-on-body contest, which... Tom Jones would beat him, though, every time. Uh, most of the time, 
most of the time in a body-on-body contest at AFL level, you'll have a third defender come out and help you out anyway. So True. I sit there and go, all he's going to be good for at AFL level is Josh Jenkins over the back running goals. That's all he, his only trick he's going to have at AFL level. He's mm. great. He's a great reader of the play going back with the ball. Yep. Um, I've looked through his tapes. I can't remember finding one time where he's taken a contested mark in front of the pack or in the pack. Yeah. I know where he's taken contested marks one-on-one where he's pushed the people out, but the actual pack mark, mm. I, I can't recall seeing it now. Yeah. Again, there might be heaps of them in the TAC, and I might change my mind. But yeah, just from what I've seen, I just don't think he'll cut it at AFL level. There yep. must be something that we're missing, like because he is considered, like even you know, with the journalists as well, they rate him really highly. I'm not sure. I don't get it. I've got him at 43 on my rankings. I think he's got really questionable. AFL potential. If we pick him with pick 14, I'm almost going to be in tears, I think. Um, Surely it's not going to happen. Uh, I I kind of feel like, um, and this is sort of maybe awakened a little bit by the recent US election result, which I'm not going to talk about, but I think we have to deal with the silent drafter. I think that clubs are quite happy for uh, amateur talent scouts to start talking him up mid-year and then just keep talking him up um, in the hopes that Another one of them gets sucked in by it, um, but I, I, I don't. I don't believe he will get drafted early. Um, and if he does, it'll probably be uh, one that the club regrets in future years. Maybe Richmond might jump early. That's the sort of that's the sort of thing I'm thinking there. So, yeah, no, I think the silent drafter will drop him. I just keep thinking I, back I just... to what am I missing here? Why is he rated so highly? He's kicked a lot of goals. There must be something he... that I'm missing with him. Has he kicked a lot of goals, though? The media well, he keeps saying He kicked more it. goals than anyone else at the championship. At, at so that's championships. The start. Plus, he also kicked... Okay. I can't what, remember 30 what he goals in 12 games at the TAC. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's only two and a half goals a game. In a comp, he should be dominating if he's that mm. good. Mm. Yeah. Like, sit, sit there and go, really? It's like... I, I know it's a reasonable return, but I sit there and go... Jesus, your pain is one of the lines they kick tried out is he kicks a lot of goals. Well, yeah, he had a good carnival where he kicked a lot of goals, and then you look at how he got a lot of those goals, and it's just like, mm. yeah, you've just he's very good at finding open space. Yeah, mm. yeah, yep. yep. He reads the play well. He gets into open space a lot of times. Where you see him, he's got his goals at the carnival. But like, where the hell is the defender gone? Like you're 20 yeah, yeah. Right, you don't need your pace. So he's very clever at working to what he's got. He doesn't yep. rely on speed. He doesn't rely on the contested mark. I know I can run. I work into open space. And that's what I mean. It'll be very good for the Josh Jenkins over the back goals. Yep. Yeah, okay. I don't think he uses yeah. his endurance advantage enough. Like for someone with you know, who's done a 10.02, three kilometre and you know, borderline elite um, beat test for key forward. I don't think he uses that to his advantage anywhere near enough, and he should be getting a lot more of the ball than what he actually does. Can I? Can I... He... Sorry, go yep. ahead. No, you go. Can I be really depressing and say that 
what Mish has just described makes me think more that Port will draft him because if he, he's good in open space and that means he'll probably be good on a bigger ground and it probably means he'll be good on a ground that doesn't have a very loaded forward line and if we're looking for a key forward that we can put up there and leave him there all game to just sort of run around in a paddock, yeah, you could see a role for him at Port Adelaide as much as I hate seeing that. Yep. I think his endurance would be a good key if he was that 196 centimetre high leaping forward where they have to go with you. Mm. And they have to put that real tall defender on you to go with you. As I said before, I could stick a six foot one guy on him and run with him all day. Yeah. I don't need somebody who's 195 to be able to keep up with him. So True. I think that endurance for him will get not be as good a strength as what it could be at AFL level. Now, I think he's going to be gone by 30 or 31. There's no doubt about that. I think Essendon will be keen. I think Richmond will be keen. But if he is there at 30 and 31 and we missed out on Todd Marshall or chose not to pick Todd Marshall, do you think Port would be keen at 30 or 31? And do you think at that stage of the draft, it might be a fair choice? No. (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm scared that they are. But I can't say the logic of it. And can I go back a couple of years ago when I said I didn't like a key forward? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now that turned out, yes. Mm. Who, who, That's who? Wonderful not... when we drafted him. No, it wasn't it, Maker? Oh, that was Which great. Player? Yeah. Which player? Yeah. People's favourite, Mitch Harvey. Ah. Got it. Uh, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> For me, he doesn't fit into next year calculations, and like that'd be the only reason you draft him, yeah? Because you'd expect to be able, like, if we have a second round pick next year, and we talk about how it's easier to trade in the first round every year, according to Crips, and you know, if we have a trouble year, we might need to. Um, then we can probably get a better option than him next year, who won't be necessarily much behind him on a development curve, and who might have greater upside. So uh, for me, I, I think that we'll get more improvement from drafting more genuine midfielders than we will by adding a one-dimensional key forward under height guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's fair. I think that's entirely fair. Yep. <clears throat> Especially, I mean, everyone thinks, everyone's already saying on the forum, this is Ken Hinkley's year. If he doesn't perform this year, he's probably going to be in a, a lot of trouble. So, yeah. Um, he wouldn't. I don't think. I don't. I don't even think that he would be all that keen on that pick, personally. Hmm. Right. So that's Josh Battle done. Um, yep. The next player I want to talk about is someone that would be. Look, there's a couple of other players who I think will be in the mix with our first pick, and that's uh, the first one is Jordan Gallucci, um, mm. who's a small player can play on a forward flank. Um, I think broke the record for standing vertical jump at the draft combine. Uh, can play through the midfield. At the start of the year, he was thought to be one of the best kicks in this draft. Um, can sort of... is good kicking can go missing a little bit when he sort of tries to kick it a little bit too hard, I think, or if he's running at full pace. Um, what are your thoughts on where Gallucci fits and should he be um, in with a chance at pick 14 or 17 for Port Adelaide? Um 
wouldn't think he should be a chance for 14 or 17, and I think he will be gone before we pick at 30 and 31. But if he's not, I think it would be, depending on who else is available, I, I think it might be quite hard to not pick him. He has, uh, we, I've already had a crack at Pollock, and, you know, if we've drafted, what, Berry and Paholke getting the ball out there, uh, if you bring in a Gallucci, just that little bit more outside than those guys, um, I mean, that's almost his dream role, really. Yeah. Um, to be backed by a good midfield uh, that can really win the contest most of the time. He'll still get in there. He won't, he's not, I don't think he's a guy that you'd want to throw in there at every, you know, at the, at the fall of the ball to get crunched at every contest, but he does enough. Um, and his kick is fantastic. So I think he'd be hard to miss if we drafted those guys that we drafted in the Phantom, personally. I've got him in my top ten. I love him. And his speed, he uses his speed. As you said, mm-hmm. he's got that deadly kick. Yep. He really hits it low and hard. And because because he's got part of the technical part of kicking, you actually drop it outside your leg to get power mm. into the which he does. He actually drops it very wide, which allows him to get the strength through the ball. That also means he's susceptible to doing some real absolute shockers. <laughs> if you look, if, if you look, if you look through his tapes, when he does a miss kick, it's a miss kick. Right? There's no oh, well, he miss kick that and still hit the target. It's gone elsewhere. Yeah, yeah it's a real. It's just how that, yeah. kick, it's how that kicking style actually works. Like if you want to get the ball and kick it and have it right over your leg. Your miss kicks aren't going to actually look that bad. You're just not going to get the power into the kick. So mm. there's a trade-off. Dare right. mm. I say, Stuart Jewell is a bit like that too, where you could have this power, but sometimes when he tried to hit a target, he absolutely butchered the ball because he just, slight miss kicks just with that kicking style, just shocking. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like Stuart Jew was like we had that terrible game at Brisbane in that first year, and then I and then in two thousand one he was he I think that's probably the year when he had the best long kicks and probably the most sort of um, yep. dodgy ones. But then after that, I think that he got chocoed a bit and he kicked short a lot of the time. It didn't really I don't think it really got affected by the miss kicking so much. That's why his accuracy went up so high. So he wasn't trying to kick yeah, sixty uh, meters every time. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. I would rather get somebody like Galucci who's come up trying to belt the crap out of a ball. Yep. And go, mate, get a bit smarter, only do it when you have to, da, da, da. rather than having a kid who's always played safe and kicked sideways. Yeah, yep. Try and get them to take the game on, I reckon that's a lot harder to teach. Yeah, and, and not only that, like from a coaching perspective, that makes zones harder to man up. Uh, because you can't, like, one of the things we've had a problem with at the port for, oh, since, for 10 years, is opposition sides loading up their, that area between the back of the centre square and the half-back line. Um, and so if you can threaten to kick past that, you don't have to, but it means they have to spread their zone a little bit more and there might be a few cracks for other players to get through. So from that perspective, I would be pretty keen on that, um, the fact that he has offers that option. The same as when Joe used to do the same thing, I suppose more when he was doing it from half back or from kick-ins, you know, he he made teams have to spread out because they had to account for the fact that he could kick 60 metres um, comfortably yep. off one step. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's a really valuable zone-busting ability and I think that would make him a, a really good choice for us at 30. 
And just for everybody listening, endurance and speed, unique. You don't generally get people that quick with endurance. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think he'll be gone by our second batch of picks, but uh, apparently we're pretty keen on him. We're 14 or 17. I guess my query over him is can he develop into that player that can get you sort of 22 to 25 touches a game? Um, Yep. If he can, he could be anything. Um, if yep. he can't, he'll be a pretty decent forward flanker. Uh, again, if we use the Phantom, I think that if we've got um, Barry and Paholki and we add another sort of guts midfielder, then he absolutely can be that guy that gets that many possessions because we'll be winning ball all the time. Yeah. <laughs> now, the next player that I want to talk about is uh, one of my favourites in this draft. I've got him at number nine in my rankings, and that's... Mm. A hell of a lot higher than I think a lot of other people do, and that's uh, Joe Attlee uh, from Vic Country. I think he is an absolute gun in the making, Um, and if he is there at pick 30 or 31, I am going to be absolutely distraught if we don't pick him. Yep. 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 If I can say... He's really good. I'm... He's another guy that we all are saying, oh, he'll be there at 30 and 31 or people on the border. And he's one of the guys that I think he won't be. Um, he's just too he's just too legitimate as a midfielder um, to, to miss out. Like, there's no significant deficiencies in his game. Um, there are people that say, oh, he doesn't get as much ball. But that's because he knows how to play as a secondary option yeah. in midfield, you know. A lot of these guys coming through, like that's why some of them are a bit erratic in their performance is because they're used to sort of being the number one target at the TAC Cup level. Whereas Atley, he is a guy that can play that secondary role and every team needs that guy. Absolutely, it's a super important guy. But I think he can be more than that, which is what's really exciting about it. I'd love to see him encourage at AFL level to actually step up and say, hey, I, I reckon I can actually be the number one midfielder. And if he does that, then he could be, then people will be kicking themselves for not picking him, frankly. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what the knock on him is because he's had literally no press all year. Um, you yeah. say he doesn't get enough of the ball, but he did average over 20 touches a game at TAC Cup level. We had a pretty good championships in the three games that he played there. He kicks goals, he wins the ball, he lays crunching tackles. He's like a bulldog at the packs. Uh, he's got great pace, good endurance, uh, really nice skills. Um, I think there's a hell of a lot to like about Joe Atley, and um, if he's available, like he. I think he would be one of the smartest picks we could pick with pick 30 or 31. You say he may not be there, he may go earlier. I'm not sure. I reckon he might be there. For me, I mean, I wasn't making a criticism of his disposal numbers, but of the fact that, like, if he's if because he's a second option, he's, when he does get it, it won't necessarily look as damaging as if it had been the guy that's like, okay, if he gets this, is going to... Yeah, an absolute gun clearance, you know. He's sort of the one that can sit a little bit, just a little bit behind and react to what's happening quite quickly and adjust and make something from it. So that doesn't necessarily look clean or tidy and it's certainly not highlightable. I think he'd be the perfect yeah. foil for Ollie Wines, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if oh. Ollie Wines isn't third right. Sorry, Mish, what were you saying? Again, I love him. And the first thing I loved about him was about the first minute of the footage that I saw him was, he got rid of the handball and he just beadlined the person chasing the handball and just put the shoulder through their chest. It's like, yep, good. It just mm-hmm. makes it so much easier for those around him because of the work he does off the ball after he's got rid of it. 
Like, he's not just to get the ball faded out, and I've I've done my job. He then keeps playing team football. Yep, he's a team player. And, yep. and, and it's him, Paholke's another one, that I'm so high on him because they play team football. I love that. Just get them to our club, please. I'm sick of our players not playing team football. Yes! Get them here. And I I would reach for one of those two at 14 and 17. I know it's a drastic reach for Atlee. No, it's not. I do rate for Hulky higher. But, again, everything you're hearing coming through is Atlee's not going to go... Earliest he's going to go is late twenties. Yeah, astounding. So that means that, that's, which I find amazing. Yeah, Clark's Clark's not going to go till late thirties. Paholke's not going to go to forty, and I sit there and go, Are "What you am I missing?" Well, that, that's it. It's like I'm watching football, and the others are looking for talent, and I sit there and go. We have this debate about someone the other night, and it's like, "What's so special about him?" The head, he knows yeah. how to play football. Absolutely, like, game is ninety percent above the shoulders. These guys have it. And when you got that in a in a in a game changing position too, like you know they're not sort of uh, going to be restricted from getting exactly as involved as they want to be. Um, and yep. so that's why those guys that we just talked about, like, that's why they are such fantastic picks in this draft, and particularly for Port and Adelaide, considering enough. it's our weakest area. Sorry. Yeah. Drew's another one for that group. Yes, no, absolutely. I assume we're going to talk about him next, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, there's a few names that we've just mentioned that we're going to talk about. Look, for me, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pessimistic Macker is going to come out. I reckon we're going to overlook Atley with 30 and 31, and you can just about bank on the Crows picking him up with their next pick at pick 43 or whatever it is, and I will be turning off the podcast and uh, sitting in the corner crying, I think. Don't switch off the podcast. This That would be Gold. I just want to hear that. <laughs> no, don't worry, I'm, I'm not going to switch Don't, don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll be ringing up and I'll be going, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, look, let's move on and talk about the next player, and that's Dylan Clark, who's 187 centimetres. Um, just an absolute bowl magnet, averaged 29 and a half touches at TAC Cup level, was all Australian. Um, averaged, I think, 26 or 25 touches a game at the championships. Uh, Again, he kicks goals, wins clearances, lays tackles, and just knows where to go to win the footy. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Lacks a bit of leg speed, but don't care. Don't care. As long as we haven't got five of him in the midfield, we're fine. He's not a pretty footballer. I'll give him that. He's not pretty, but he's bloody effective. Who cares about pretty if we're winning? Right. But just give, give us some of these <laughs> so footballs to actually play football. Right. And again, you get somebody like him in the midfield again, it just makes it so much easier for Boke and the others who are trying to do that inside work, which is not really their go. Yeah. I, I missed the name of this guy. We're talking about Dylan Clark, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Because that description, like, that's only Dylan Clark in this draft. Um, (laughs) I I, I rate him enormously. He is... The only knock I have on him is occasionally when he does win the ball, he maybe doesn't think through to what the person that's going to get it is going to do. Like, I do feel he misses that occasionally. Um, But for the most part, I think he's actually really good. Um, I think he would absolutely... 
again, these are team players, and I was just talking, the reason I missed the name is because I was chatting on Spreaker about how they would actually complement each other, because that's why you draft team players, because they do complement each other. Um, mm. I think if you add any two or three, all three of Atley, Pahoki, and uh, Clark, and Drew, if you could get those four, then that's more than the sum of the parts. Uh, sorry, the sum of the parts is more than the individuals, I should say. Um, yeah. You would just have your unit for the next 10 years, basically, yeah. in my view. Um, and if we could... If I wouldn't do... draft Atley and Clark. Oh, yeah. No, because I, I, I don't they think they play the same role. Could co- they could coexist uh, in a footy team. We've already got Wines playing that role. We've already got Wines. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's I thought we were losing Wines. <laughs> no, we're not losing Wines. No way. <laughs> Good. Okay, no way. in that case, fine. If he, he wants to go somewhere, I'll shoot him. <laughs> My son is modelling his game on Ollie Wines. He cannot go to another club. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. In that case, yeah, I can understand it. But yeah, yeah, I I guess the other thing about drafting four is that you, even if one didn't work out, you'd be free covered. So you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it depends. So I sit there and go, Drew's slightly different to Atlanta Park. He is. Although I still rate him, make that sort of thing. So yeah, I'd I'd be going Drew and one of the other two if I could at thirty and thirty-one. Mm. Yeah, well, let's talk about Drew, uh, which is Willem Drew from North Ballarat, one hundred and eighty-eight centimeters. Can play inside mid, can play outside mid, can play off a back flank. Um, he's very similar to Broadbent in that regards. He can pretty much play any position that he wants. Um, I don't think. Uh, your sort of amateur draft watchers got to see the best of William Drew this year because uh, he had phenomenal TAC Cup form, but his uh, championship form, he was sort of stuck in a back pocket for most of it, um, and you didn't really get to see uh, the midfield Willem Drew. Yeah, yep. I'd agree with that. Um, William Drew, uh, for me, I think you talked about Andrew McGrath having the fastest hand. Like, I guess the second for me would be William Drew for fast hands. He's just ridiculous. I think he should be yep. playing table tennis, not playing football. <laughs> um, <laughs> he and the, It's not just the speed of the hands, but also the, the speed of the mind to go with it. Like He makes that decision instantly, and it's just an instant, accurate, fantastic rebound. Like If you put him at the fall of a ruckman, that ball has zigged and zagged and every midfielder is wrong-footed because it's gone to him and he's immediately t- pinged it off in another direction. I think the inside potential for Will and Drew is enormous and I think that if we had, or we have Paddy Ryder next year, but, I mean, if we, on the longer term, we have a dominant Ruckman and Will and Drew, um, fireworks, absolute fireworks. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I th- I'm with you. He's inside work. He's just so good with the ball in his hands and his decision-making, mm-hmm. and it is just so good. The other thing he is, he's probably one of the best spreaders in the competition. Yeah. Okay. Sure. His, his spread from the contest is brilliant. Um, it's something we suck at coming out of defence is spreading yeah. well. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the knock on him is he is an average kick. Mm. Well. But I think he knows he's an average kick and kick and plays within his what he's capable of. So you don't get to see these shocking kicks. They're just not quality kicks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah, look, I'd yes. be pretty happy if he was there at 30 or 31 and, and we selected him. I think um, he'd give us someone a little bit diverse. He's obviously got really good pace, good endurance, uh, quite explosive, can play multiple positions. I think... Um, 
you know, he'd really suit the way that we try and play footy, I reckon, as well. Yeah. Um, and look, if we if we land a couple of those last three or four names, um, you know, happy times. If yep. we land three or four of those names, then Ken Hinckley can keep his job next year, uh, <laughs> past next year. That's realistically what it is. If he can add yeah. three genuine hard-working mids and each play 10 games, that's potentially his job saved. So, you know, that's, yep. uh, think, think that, Ken. <laughs> if yeah. you're listening, think that. <laughs> Think that, think that, and just badger them on draft day and say, no, no, no. <laughs> well, let's talk about a local talent, and that's John T. Sharonberg from Glenelg, 186 centimetre, inside, outside, mid. Uh, not the quickest player out there. Skills can let him down a little bit. He's someone that's um, been highly thought of uh, throughout the year. I guess he's probably fallen down the, drink, uh, rankings, the draft rankings a little bit. <laughs> Um, played some pretty good senior footy for Glenelg um, and obviously dominated at lower levels. Uh, was best on ground uh, in the under-18s grand final as well with 34 touches and six marks. Uh, where does he fit? Does he fit in the mix um, with those two picks? No. Um, yeah, I, I think... Realistically, I would say yes. But, yeah, I, I think realistically we would certainly be considering John T. Scharenberg with 30 and 31. Would I want to pick him with 30 or 31? I would prefer to pick Atley or Drew or Clark, to be honest. Yeah, look, I mean, this is this is one where I'm really super excited about the fact that we've got our two picks before North Melbourne have got their two picks. Because mm. in theory, we have the opportunity to make the right decision, and then it's just on us to actually do it. Um, a guy like Scharenberg, I can understand why you would draft him. I think we can draft better, and I think we should draft better before he becomes uh, an option. I'm worried that if we do draft non-midfielders at picks, blah and blah, 14 and 17, and then there's the rush that... <laughs> we've seen it happen before, but that's that rush of the players that we could ideally have just before our picks, then we might end up with him, and I'd be really disappointed in that result. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Look, there yeah. is a chance that Drew's going to be gone. There is a chance that Clark might be gone. Uh, Atley as well. Polky as well. Um, so I think he's definitely going to be one of those players that we would look at. Um, the fact he's local, I think, would be a bit of a positive um, in terms of what they're trying to pick. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less, but I think that's <laughs> something that they might look at. I've got him a bit lower in the rankings. I've got him at 42, but I think... Mm. He's the type of player that could become really, really good value for a club at that level. Um, and he's someone that I could see playing a good sort of 150 quality games of AFL footy. Oh, no. I reckon he'll struggle to get 50. Oh. He's, I, hmm. oh, uh, his only thing he's good at is finding the ball from what I can see. Hmm. Hmm. Right. Again, that's, that's a bloody good skill, but... You want somebody to be able to do something creative, yeah. particularly in sides. I mean, he seems to be a slow decision maker. So, so it's either belt it forward or I've got to have time to work out an option. Yeah. I think I described him in the essay week um, as sort of having Adam Thompson syndrome in that he's there for clearances and then you don't see him. Um, that's kind of my view. Like if you know, if we're talking about if we talk about maybe playing a slingshot game, like I think he won't be used in forward movements and backwards movements unless he just happens to be free, which he might be. I think you can have an opponent run off him all game long um, and they could be extremely damaging. 
Um, I, I feel like he could potentially, even if he is AFL standard, I think he could bring with him a liability that is called his opponent. Um, and I, that's why I really wouldn't draft him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next player is another local, and that's Jack Graham, who was the Lark medalist for the best Division One player at the national championships. Uh, was obviously the SA MVP as well. He's an inside midfielder, 183 centimetre, can find the footy, um, averaged big numbers at the championships. Um, good clearance winner, reads the play really well, but he is slow as treacle. Does he have AFL potential, or is he another Anthony Bannock type that's going to play 20 or 30 games and uh, people are going to realise that he just isn't suitable for high-level um, AFL footy? You can go first, Mish. He can play AFL football as long as everyone around him's got leg speed. Yeah. Yep. So if you put him into a slow midfield, it's just going to be, oh, my God. Yep, we get the ball, but we can't clear it out of this space. It's just going to be, <clears throat> it's just going to get trapped in here. If you get him in a good midfield, those around him, his clearances, he makes space around the ground, so he gets to where the ball's going. He's, again... His kick to me is rather average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His hands, his hands as much as they're they're okay, but that's all it is. And I sit there and go, he then sits below that Atlee, Clark, Drew. Yep, comfortably inside mid. So he sits down below them, and we're hoping they will be there for our picks. So you would be sitting there hoping that we don't have to pick a grain. Yeah. And you're hoping if he's available still at pick 70-odd or whatever we've got at the end of the draft that we've already got our mids and we don't want to add another one. So. Yep. Totally agree. Look, I don't think Jack Graham and Ollie Wines could coexist in the same footy team um, at all. Yeah. I don't think he's someone... I think we would be quite happy to overlook him. I think there's a chance just to say, well, he's just too good to overlook there with pick 31, so we're just going to pick him and see how he can develop. But I think out of all the players that we've spoken about so far, I think he's the one with the least scope just because he is that slow. Um, I'm not... Yeah, look, I, he might become the next Matty Prittis. You never know. Um, but I think he's doubtful. For me, the other thing that puts him behind guys like Clark and Drew and Atley is his physical development. And he's developed. He's ready to go. He's 25, yeah. yeah. Um, and so not only are they currently better than him in my view, I think they will become far better than him in four years' time. Um, I think that if you draft in Graham, you might – if he's not playing – if Graham's not playing year one or two, then you've probably done your dash, yeah, um, because it probably means he's not able to get up to, to speed or meet the physical requirements at AFL level. I – I don't know. Could you see him becoming a, a defender or something? I don't know because his kick's not clean enough. No, um, no, not no he's enough. inside middle. He Nothing. Need to be quick. He's, so yep. he's a one-position player. Um, yep. He doesn't have enough else. Uh, I mean, at this point of the draft, at thirty and thirty-one in the draft, like I would rather draft smaller. Like I'd rather it's less of a liability if we draft a guy under one hundred and eighty centimeters than it is to draft a guy like Graham, in my view, because uh, we'll get guys at one hundred, you know, small midfielders who will contribute more um, to Port Adelaide, in my view. And that's they're already having too many small midfielders. Yep. And dare I say, I would take Bunker and Venables before I would take them. I'd definitely take Venables. And I guess Bunker too, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not a Venables fan. Yeah. 
certainly above those guys. I would have those midfielders and Fisher as well. Yeah, I'd I was going to say Fisher. Yeah, absolutely. I write Fisher quite a bit. Would you consider Shy Bolton even? I've been looking at my list going, we haven't mentioned his name. And yeah. Realistically, very, very big chance to go on that first 20. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. see any chance of getting through to 31. No. 30, 30. That's, that's why I haven't brought him up yet because yes. I, I just figure he's going to be gone by that point. But. Yep. Mm. Venables as well is someone that I think if he's there at pick 30, we would lap that up, absolutely. But I can't see him getting there. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Well, next player is another quasi-South Aussie, I guess you'd say. Uh, he played for North Adelaide this year, and that's Brandon Parfit. He's 179-centimetre inside-outside mid, was an All-Australian last year in 2015 as a bottom-age player. Uh, picks up huge numbers of the footy. Uh, had a game at Colts level this year where he picked up 47 uh, touches, 10 marks, and 10 clearances to go with five inside 50s as well. Um, his championships were disappointing. I think his skills let him down a little bit. Um, where do you guys sit on this? I know, Portia, you're not really a fan of him. Mish, what are your not thoughts? I keep hearing from people he's a good kick, and then I sit there and look at what we've seen at the championships and go, well... Yeah. If that's a good kick... He barely hit a target all championships, really. Yeah, yeah. he did nothing for me. And that makes it so hard. I know there's some hype. I will say something about the Australian team, is they tend to have this quasi (laughs) position for everybody from each state if they can make one. Everyone gets an Australian. Yep. Um, Yeah. But then I look at his North Adelaide stats and go... Well, going on them, he should he should be draftable. Like it's reading like he's a good kick. He's getting enough of the footy, so it's just like from what I've seen myself with my own eyes, I sit there and go, no, no way. But I, like I don't even have him draftable. But looking at just the stats of reserves and knowing what it takes for kids to be able to do that at that level, he's got to be draftable. Yeah, he averaged nearly oh. 30 touches a game at under-18s level, so he's, he can certainly find the footy. Um, and he was another one that had a really good grand final, I thought, 27 touches, 8 tackles, 6 clearances. Um, but it's just the thing that, like, if he was a really good kick, I think he would be certainly a, in top 20 consideration. The fact that he can't hit a target makes him fall right down the list to late, late in the draft. For me, the issue is I think he already... I, for me, I, I think a big part of his inaccuracy is that he is already having trouble getting separation from opponents when he has the ball. Mm. And I think that the increased speed at AFL level will see him just nowhere. He'll be absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Um, that's my view. I don't know he didn't necessarily play midfield for the Allies, but I think that's a bit of a problem. If he's averaging 12 touches a game for the Allies and not hitting a target... Well, you, you can't yeah. just play in the midfield these days. You've got to be able to play multiple positions, and if, if he can't yep. do that, it's a bit of a problem. Yep. Yeah, and again, for a Port Adelaide perspective, we've got a lot of small midfielders already, um, and we don't need to add more. He doesn't address any needs for us, realistically, so we shouldn't look at him at all, regardless of whether we think he'll make it or not. Is he someone that has been underrated because of groupthink um, on big footy, necessarily? Because, look, as was said, at the start of the year, he was very highly rated, was an All-Australian. Is he, is he someone that we could expect to be a bit of a shock sort of top 30 pick? 
He's um, underrated because his championships were shit. Yeah. Mm. Not not for group think. It's just from yeah. what Big Footy have seen, they can't rate him up high. Mm. Yeah. For for me, like I, I didn't read any fandom drafts until about a month ago. Um and yeah, I, I made my decision on him a lot earlier than that. Uh, because he did have such a terrible championships, because he did so show so much limited potential. Like there weren't even glimpses of a player, yeah? Like it's the difference between Brendan Archie in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. Like he was more like Brendan Archie twenty sixteen in that anything that you might have thought might be excellent just wasn't there. You couldn't see anything. Uh, and that's worrying because that's only, you know, championships are at a high level, but you've got to have room to go somewhere, and I just don't see it there. I don't see upside. Last midfielder that I want to talk about is, uh, and you mentioned his name before, and that's Zach Fisher. He's 175 mm. centimetre. We spoke about him last week. I think we both ran him Porsche. Um, yeah. Short, but uh, very much a skillful ball winner. Gets to um, contest after contest. Um, can kick goals, can play inside, can play outside. Pretty clean user of the ball. Um, Mish, where do you sit on uh, Zach Fisher? Well, I've got him at 32 on the list, and I really like him. He yep, can yep. play. It's just you're not quick, you're not big. Yeah. But you play football so well. It's just like how well he can transfer that to AFL. And then I get there, he goes... I sit there and go, is that genuine mid? I don't see him as a crumbing forward because he hasn't got that lightning speed no. or anything like that. Mm. It's just you have to work your craft around the ground through the midfield. I just get there are so many midfielders ahead of him this draft. Yeah. But there are other drafts. Last year, I probably would have had him up at pick 20 in that draft. Mm. So I sit there and go, if we were looking at pick 40, I'd sit there and probably talking enthusiastically about the chance of getting him because I think he's just below that group of midfielders we're looking at. Yep. 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 That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a Zach Fisher fan for sure. Um, I think that if we have drafted three midfielders and then our options looking thin for pick 31, I could see us adding him to a midfield. Um, but do we need him? Probably not. But he could be a player that plays a very long career and will be a guy that occasionally might say he's a dud who tears us apart, but he might be a dud who will actually be a good player who can't always perform. Yeah. Um, Up, upside, he becomes Mark Murphy. Okay, yeah. Yep. yep. Right. Okay. Just that smaller body mid who can really play football. Yep. And yep. Mark Murphy gets marked hard because he was a number one pick, but if you pick Mark Murphy at pick 10, you would be very happy with his career. Oh, for sure. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, a bit of a change of tack. We've spoken about a lot of midfielders. Um, We have. It's been fun. Let's (laughs) talk about some... Yeah, it has been fun. Let's talk about some defenders. And the first one I want to talk about is Luke Ryan (laughs) from Coburg, who's a mature-age player, 185-centimetre, had a really good year, breakout year in the VFL this year. Um, Averaged some pretty high numbers coming off half-back. Really creative right-foot kick. Nice closing speed as well, and is a player that just gets the ball and runs off. Um, is he a player that we might be interested in with uh, pick 30 or 31? Like him, uh, not interested at 30-31. If yeah, you yep. somehow manages to get through to 70, yep, we've got an absolute bargain. It's just, 
he sits in around that value. I just got no interest when we want midfielders. Totally agree. Um, the thing about Ryan, he was working. He was on a carpentry apprentice in the year he was doing his TAC Cup, uh, which is basically the same thing as Robbie Gray was trying to do, and I guess it's part of why Robbie Gray wasn't rated, except in Ryan's case, he just didn't get picked. Yeah. Um, he has a huge upside, um, but I don't want him to pick him at 30 or 31 because I think we can address needs better um, than to pick him. Uh, I think at that fifth pick, we might even overlook him for a need, but I suspect you might talk about them soon. Okay. All right. Um, next player I want to talk about is a, a local guy, and that's Sam Walker, um, who mm. on first thought you'd probably think, well, he's not really a need, but we have got, a rid of, got rid of a couple of similar players to him. Um, he's 187 centimetre, will probably play as a third toll or a, a back flanker. Again, he's a nice user of the ball, really good endurance, um, one of the best intercept players in this draft. Um, do you think he might be someone that sort of sits in that group? Um, I know he's sort of considered, you know, sort of mid to late 20s onwards pick. Um, I think he's someone that the club might be considering. If we pick him at 30 or 31, I he's a guy that I'm going to have a shit fit about us picking him if there's someone better available and there will be some better, someone better available. He's just super vanilla. He's a crowbot. He's probably going to be a good defender at some side, but he's just so not what we need. Um, yeah, no. He'll be gone before pick 30. Okay, good. That's my call of the draft. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, what, do you love, what do you love about him? I'm not particularly... Again, first of all, he can defend. Yeah. But I know it sounds pathetic, but <laughs> it is a skill. There are only so few players that can actually really defend. Yeah. They sit there and go, somebody's going to see that, love it, and they'll take him early because he does have an offensive side of his game as well. Most of those yeah. that can defend don't have an offensive side. I, again... I don't want a halfback flanker this draft. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Give me a key forward or a midfielder. Mm-hmm. But don't give me one key forward. I want three bloody midfielders. Yep. And I'll be happy. Yep. All right. For sure. Uh, next player mm. I want to talk about is a little bit taller, and that's Brennan Cox, uh, who can play centre half back, can play centre half forward. Uh, kicked some goals uh, for Woodville West Torrens um, at Colts level and also played some pretty decent footy in the reserves as well. Was an old Australian uh, key defender. Where do you think he sits? I think uh, Collingwood might be interested in him as well. Uh, but again, if he's there at 30 or 31, if we miss out on Marshall, if we don't bother with Battle, I think he might be the next best toll that we could um, sort of go after. I think we could draft him, and if we do draft him, I'm probably not happy with any of our draft um, because I think he – no, I'll explain why. Because I think he would probably be the sort of guy you draft if you didn't care who you picked and you're picking best available. Um, I think he could justify going around where we would take him. I don't think he's an urgent need for us. Yep. Um, I don't think we'd see a return in the next two years uh, that would be worth picking him at this pick over some of the other options available. But I could see us doing it. And I, like I said, if we did, it would probably be part of a, an entire draft that really annoyed me. Mish? Yep. I just think his speed lets him down. Yep. Um, top speed. 
it's going to make it hard for him as a defender. Other than that, I think he's a very good footballer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I like the way he goes about it. But, yeah, I just think the top-end speed limits what he can do. So I really think he's going to have to make it as a forward if he's going to be a real have a real good career at AFL level. Okay, I think fair enough. I'd still sit around the club for eight years without really nailing a centre-back, full-back position. Yep. Mm, 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 yep. All right, next player I want to talk about. It isn't a bad level of football to be. No. Hmm. But not a need for us, I don't think. No. Yep. Possibly not. Next player I want to talk about is uh, Kobe Much. Is there a chance that he will get through to 30-31? And is there a chance that we might bid on him? I don't like him. Um, so I'll let Mish talk first. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like him for what he mm. is. However... He is as slow as slow can be, yeah. and he's an outside slow. But what he does do is he positions himself where the ball is going to be. So I think he'll still get a lot of football at AFL level. It's just whether he's going to have the time to be able to use it. I think that's where he's really going to struggle. Um, again, I have him sitting that sitting below Fisher, so he's below behind all those mids that we want. Still still draftable, but not where we're picking. Yeah. For me, I feel like he's I feel like you don't draft him because he's what you get if one of your midfielders you draft doesn't work out. Um I think that he yeah, okay, he's good at being loose and, and making the right being in the right position to receive the ball. I think that's it. I think he receives the ball a lot. Um, and, you know, maybe that's partly how he is played in the side. Um, he's okay in traffic, I guess. But for me, I just he just really is vanilla. He doesn't meet a need for us. Um, and like I said, like if Jared Berry didn't work out, you know, you'd say, okay, well, we took a shot. We could have had something more with Kobe much. I don't think there's more than what you're seeing, personally. I think he's a quarterbacky sort of backline sponge, and I don't rate that. We can get that cheap. That's that's a, You could get that on rookie list if you really want it. My view. That's me. That's yep. me, Cole. Okay. That's all right. Yep. Look, I think he's a really good accumulator. He is very, very slow. Um, but I think he's a quite a natural footballer. I like, like, he finds a lot of the footy, and I think his skills are, are pretty reasonable. I think if he's there, if he's still there at 30 or 31, I think we'd probably consider uh, putting a bid in. And I think if we did... Uh, it's very, very likely that we would get him as well. Yeah, that yeah, would horrifying that would match it, Which says no. a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. If yep. one of the other clubs aren't going to match it. <clears throat> if, if he gets drafted, because um, I think we had a question last week about guys that you can see maybe being drafted late and then being statistically important in AFL, he could be a player that does that. That yeah. you know, like the, like the Joel Bowden of the modern day, um, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last player I want to talk about, and it's a bit of a smoky, is Liam Ryan from the Waffle. Again, he's a, a mature age player, played as a forward pocket. We spoke about him last week. Uh, kicks a lot of goals. I think he kicked 40 goals in his first year at, uh, at senior waffle level last year. Oh, sorry, this year. Um, 
Mish, have you seen much of Liam Ryan, and uh, do you think he might be someone that uh, interests Port Adelaide? Um, I think I've not seen a lot of him. I think he'll interest everyone because he's just exciting to watch. And every time you would have gone and seen him, you just sit there and go, "Oh, I want that kid at my club." Mm. However, where somebody picks him, that is going to be very interesting. Um, and I sit there and go, as much as gives you look good up in our forward pocket, I just yeah, let somebody else get him. Um, yep. Let me get our mids. Let me get my toll if I want a toll. Otherwise, just give me genuine mids. Yep, totally agree. That's fair. Um, That's fair he's got some. He's got some qualities. He looks like. I mean, he, he looks like a motloppy player, um, in my view. And we have traded for that sort of player in the past. I don't know that it's a need. Certainly, not, I don't think it's a need in our current side. Um, and we have more important things to do. So, I, I could see us maybe drafting him at that eighty-five or whatever it is, that fifth pick, maybe. Oh, yeah. but, yes, please. Oh, you'd, yeah, pick, yeah. you'd absolutely pick him there, yeah. but I reckon he'll be gone by pick 25. Someone will well, take a big punt on him, I reckon. Oh, uh, maybe. If he's gone before 30. Okay. I would actually expect him to be gone. And this is where you sit there and go, this is where all of a sudden these exciting picks, that you Atleys and Drews and all yeah. that, forget to draft a solid footballer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. This is what happens when uh, North Melbourne pick Brad Shear with pick 12. So all these decent <laughs> players sort of fall through a little bit more. She is going to be a superstar. <laughs> sheer brilliance. There you go. There's his headline. Yeah, sheer, sheer brilliance. brilliance. Oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> well, that's, that's all the players that I've got. Are there any that you want to speak about um, that we haven't mentioned yet with pick 3031? Oh, um, are we talking about ones that I think we might go for or that we should? Or, or, um, look, I mean, I don't... Is there an obvious name that we've missed? Zach Sproul, thank you. That's who I, actually, he was right at the top of my list. Zach Sproul, I'm yep. really not sure about. Um, I think he's got some real potential. If we had a third round pick, I'd pick him at that in a shot. Um, I uh, I feel he is, his upside and his downside, his key position forward, sorry, listeners, um, potentially, um, but he could be a, a, a really weird range of utility type. Um, I don't know. I, I find it really – we talked about Todd Marshall maybe being a Westoff. I think Zach Sproul is probably closer to being a Westoff. Uh, yes. And if we're looking at replacing a Westoff, then he's the closest we're going to get to it, I think, certainly in this draft year and probably, I don't know, in the draft either side. So for me, I think we could pick him at 31 potentially. Um, and if we've drafted three genuine mids at 14, 17, and 30, then I would be okay with that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Um, and I still think that's a bit of a reach. I've gone from loving him to not liking him to being okay yeah. with him. It's yep, like, yep. Yeah. It's West off, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's um, absolutely. 197-centimetre guy, 84 kilos, um, and he just sort of he's got a lot of good things to his game he's got a good brain but then sometimes you go oh what are you doing mate um yeah he's a gws academy player so that would also be a factor if we're picking him at 31 then i think they'd probably match um i don't know yeah. what do you reckon yeah okay. that's what i reckon yep i would think yeah. they'll match yeah yeah the other one yep. i guess um talking about academy kids is josh williams who is absolute grease lightning Absolute, probably the quickest 
uh, player on the park in this year's draft. Um, decent skills, good size. I think he's 189 centimetres. Probably start on a back flank. Could play midfield. Um, I know, Porsche, you weren't overly a fan of him. Um, Mish, what were your thoughts on Josh Williams? I would just play him deep back and go, mm. go for it. He's run out of defence. His speed, he's got balance when he's doing it. Um, I love him for that role. Again, he'll get matched. And I wouldn't be surprised if the picks come well inside the top 30 for him too. For me, I feel like he should go to the NFL and practice being a punt returner or a kick returner because I'm not sure. Look, for me, my query is whether there's a lot more to his game than that. I'm not sure there is. And for me, I don't think that you can afford that sort of one-dimensional player in in a defence, a modern defence, personally. But there's no doubt... have one and they're very good because they buddy upset your zones yeah I, I, as yeah. much as they're predictable they're unpredictable to set up against so yeah i mean that, I, I they guess... run to a spot that you haven't covered and it's all of a sudden the game's opened up they're just as likely to turn the ball over with a kick but they've yeah. opened the game up yeah because i mean i'm not entirely thrilled with his disposal and i mean i've been bagging outside-ish or rebounding players with poor disposal this whole series of previews um and that's part of why I'm not super hot on Williams. But I can, yeah, absolutely. It's a zone-busting thing in a defence that you've already got that's pretty settled and can afford to support that sort of player, absolutely. Um, is Port that side? We could potentially be, I suppose. We have got an okay defence. Um, but everyone's covering for him. Everyone's covering for him. And I feel like that, for me, the issue is we get back to what we the issue we had when Peter Burgoyne was the go-to player in the back line. And I think you might end up having a side become or defence become overly dependent on getting it to him. And then that is not a zone-breaking ability. That becomes a vulnerability. Um, yep. So that, that's my main concern. Get that much of the footy. It's just when he does, he can impact the game. That's why I say deep back. Mm. Yeah, wait for the ball to get to him rather than feeding him as a loose half-back. Yeah, well, I think he'd get fed. That's my concern. <laughs> In a poor defence, he'd get fed, and that would not be good. All right. Now, um, late pick, which is now pick 79, has gone up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Who are some of the names that we might be considering there? Um, I've got one straight off the bat who's one of my favourites. I've been banging on about him for weeks now, and that's uh, Judah Dundon from the Western Jets. Um, who's a tallish sort of outside midfielder, can play as a wingman. I think he's got one of the best kicks in this draft. Um, missed a fair bit of footy this year with injury. Uh, but if you want a really good user of the footy, um, I think at that pick, you're not going to find someone better. Okay. What are your thoughts, Slow. Yeah, okay. I'm waiting for Macca to pick me up on that. I wouldn't call him slow. Hey. Yep. And if you look at his draft camp results, they'll actually call him quick because mm-hmm. they've given him a 2.93. Okay. Which, which is, is putting right him in there. there. Which is right up there. But if you read the times, that's just ridiculous. Um, is If you accept that time, you accept that he's run the bur- quickest back 15 metres ever ran. <laughs> okay. Draft camp. And his other results are 3.1 and 3.13. It's like, yeah, that's more with what I see. Um, yeah, I just sit there and go, I want 
I want more X Factor. I understand what you're saying. I just think you struggle with the pace of the game. My note on um, Dundon was that I just don't think he's good enough to be outside my view. I don't think he's got enough class to him to make him worth making a component in your defence. I wouldn't play him down back. I'd be playing him in the midfield. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a wingman. Like he's, that's where his role would fit. Oh, <coughs> um, really? I think I think with his ball use, I think that's probably the best part of his game. Look, we're talking about pick seventy nine. There's going to be holes in everyone's game at this level. Yep. Yep. It's um, true. I think. You know, if you want to take a punt on someone, one of the real issues I think with Port Adelaide's team at the moment is our bad skills. We've been trying to fix it for years and years. Hasn't happened. Um, I think as a punt uh, with a late pick, why not? Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I just don't visualise him becoming an AFL footballer, so I then say not. Yep. But then again, I, I probably look around the same pick and I'm going, I really like slimming. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I still like yeah. Slimming, slimming. Yeah, kind of a similar right. player too. Yep. Yeah, I like slimming. Yeah. The thing I really mm. liked about slimming was just his his gut running. I think um, that was the most impressive thing that I found of him at the championships was just his ability to just take off and create and his unrewarded running with the ball was, yep. was fantastic. Like He was just running to all yep. the right spots. Even if he didn't get kicked to, he just opened up the play for some other players uh, to be kicked to, uh, which I think is really, really important. Um, does he have the skills to make it? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but certainly physically, I think um, he's uh, an interesting prospect. For me, if we draft the way we've sort of discussed we should draft in this Phantom Draft, um, and where we're basically telling, hey, this is areas where you guys suck at, we're going to recruit for it, and if you don't beat them, you're out. I think that slimming as a pick in that late pick could be quite reasonable because of his work rate. Um, so, if, yeah, I could totally see us doing that, absolutely. Mm. Yep, yep. I, I Some of his outside work, yeah, it's just impact football. Mm. He has an impact when he gets it. Um, yeah. I actually think he, I actually think he's quite a reasonable kick, although his stats for the carnival actually didn't look it, but he actually looked like a reasonable kick. So, yeah, and I think he tries and makes things happen. And I want somebody kicking inside my forward fifty that's trying to make something happen rather than just kick it on the back in the goal square. Yeah, for me, my comparison like there's a natural comparison between Alex Villas and Stephen Swimming. Uh, you know, I think Stephen Slimming is the slim version of Alex Villas and you take out a lot of the just accumulation, yeah, okay ones uh, and you just yep. keep the ones that are actually damaging and can really change a game. Uh, I, I think his quality is right up there. Yep. yep. And dare I say, on Villas, yeah. if he was healthy, he would have been right in my 30-31 group. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. I would have really been pushing for him. I right. could understand that. Yep. But, yeah. Sure. Real shame. About poor, that. poor kid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sucks. Another player that's quite similar to all these names that's been mentioned so far is uh, Mac Welfie, who we spoke about last week as well. Um, <laughs> who, it's pretty hard to work out where exactly he might go in the draft. I think he had a really impressive championships. I love his bowl use. Um, probably didn't get enough of the bowl at senior level this year, or sorry, at reserves level. 
Um, but did get quite a bit of the ball um, at under-18s level. Um, I'm just not entirely sure whereabouts he actually sits in this year's draft. I reckon you're his biggest fan, Macca. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, oh, again, yeah. Again, I reckon at pick 79, it, what I would like is players that can use the ball, and he can use the ball. Um, whether <laughs> yeah. he's actually going to get the ball is another question, uh, but when he does get it, he can use it. Yep. I'm with Macca. Once he's got the ball in his hands, he is very good. And I love his attack at the contest and all that sort of stuff. He would probably get another five possessions a game if he didn't fumble the ball all the time. Mm. And that, to me, just kills him as an AFL footballer. He fumble way too often. Where, I, yeah. where these good midfielders that we've talked about before have clean, grabbed the ball and fed the ball out to somebody, you've fumbled it and it's going nowhere. Yeah, and um, I mean, I get the thing about his competition this year, um, like he's he was an overage player that, because he missed a paddle last season, if I recall. Um, yeah. I described him as being a, a, and it was disagreed with, but I still think he's a bit Jason Davenporty in that I don't think so. I think there's some things he does really well, and I think there's a lot of things that you just go, oh no, big disqualifiers there. Um, and the fact that he's playing that as that slightly more mature player against midfielders, we've talked about how many midfielders that we're ranking ahead of him. I reckon the upside's limited. I reckon the upside's pretty limited. Um, and I, I, I think you could see him playing a role in a side, but um, I think they're probably, even at this late pick, I think they're going to be more attractive options for us. Yeah. Right. I've got uh, three local guys that I want to mention. The first one, uh, going back to key forwards, is Lewis Young from Sturt, who Porsche told me didn't even exist. I'm pretty um, sure he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Only makes the draft <laughs> by 10 days. Um, played just the one game at the championships from memory. Uh, but look, he was getting massive numbers for Sturt in uh, in the reserves. Also debuted uh, at senior level late in the year. Um, some of his late season ga- games, he was getting 23 touches, 12 marks, 4 goals. There was a game at Colts level where he got 25 touches, 16 marks, 2 goals. So he was someone that was picking up massive numbers of the ball. Was also sort of pinch hitting in the ruck as well. I think if we miss out on Marshall, don't bother with battle... Um, again, we pick 79. He's someone that might be worth a punt. I'll, I'll just add that the AFL draft machine doesn't know who Lewis Young is either, so <laughs> I'm not alone. Misha, you heard like, of this player. Does like, he exist? Like, like, very okay. much like. As you're saying, if we can get him at that pick or as a rookie, thank you very much. I'll be excited about the potential. Yeah, There is a lot of... Little things that you see in his game, like um, Logan Austin. So he's got, he gives you those glimpses. Okay. Like Logan was still a fair way away from it when he was that age. Mm. But you could still see. So I sit there and go, if you get him that late, you get the work into him, you could get lucky. And he's got the athletic traits to get to be lucky. So at that pick, I would rather go with somebody with athleticism and potential rather than the solid, okay, you look good, but I think athleticism might let you down. I'd rather go with the athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Where 30, 31, I want to go with the the footballer. I don't want to go with the athlete up there. No, sure. Not this draft. Last two players that I've got are two Ruckman. For South Australia, and that's Peter Laddams and Jordan Sweet. 
um, who might well be there in the rookie draft as well. Uh, Laddams was probably more consistent throughout the year, was getting really good numbers, um, also made an impact up forward as well. Uh, Jordan Sweet played the one big game up forward at uh, a Colts level for North Adelaide. Kicked uh, six marks, took twelve. Uh, sorry, kicked six goals, took twelve marks. Um, where do you think they both sit, and would Port be interested late in the draft? I think Laddams would go around pick fifty. Yep. Yep. Sweet, I reckon, will be a rookie draft, and I would hope we'd be interested. At rookie level, mm. I agree. At rookie subject, level, sub, subject to what subject to what's around, what who slips through and all that. But yeah, I think we should be looking very close at him. Yeah. Yes. Well, when I was chatting with the KT a few weeks ago, um, one oh. of the things he mentioned, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that was brought up was the fact that we are probably moving away from having pure rock many types. Sweet isn't that, and I agree rookie list is right for him, but I think Laddams probably is that, um, and I think that I think that drafting him in the national draft would go against port policy on Ruckman. So. Yeah. It, it's interesting because I'll, you watch them play and I would agree that it looks like Jordan Sweet is someone that should have more impact up forward, but he didn't. Um, yeah. And Peter Laddams probably shouldn't have an impact up forward, but he kicked... 14 goals in uh, in 14 games at uh, a state level this year. Um, and had a bag of five, kicked a, a bag of three as well. Um, so he's someone that can actually impact the scoreboard. Yeah. Yes. As a, yep. as a, as a Ruckman playing forward, yes. Yep. Like as a Brendan Laid, you know. Mm. Again, you sit there and go, let them get you fit, fit enough and you've rucked the whole championship games yourself rather than only rucking half of them. He would have averaged 20 possessions a game, and then all of a sudden everybody would be going, wow, how good is this guy? Mm. The, fact that, the fact that they pretty much rotated him and Sweet off the ground for the championships, um, yeah, didn't help their numbers to actually become appealing. But I think they both had times in games where you sat there and went, oh, yep. But I think Laddams is better suited to the modern game. Yeah. I, yeah. I, would, I, would, prefer, more I would really like if Port picked Laddams. Yeah. Laddams, Laddams like they talk about English having midfield traits. So is Laddams. Mm-hmm. Laddams does a bit of link work that's actually quite good in the open play. Um, yep. And, yeah, so I sit there and go, I really like him. And yeah, again, if he's there at 79, I'm quite happy for us to take our Ruckman there instead of waiting for the rookie draft. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah I, I agree on that. Uh, look, I mean, I've got, I, I, I think he's probably, uh, oh, he's arguably the best, the, the most, he's got the highest base performance level of the Ruckman in this draft, I guess is what I'm going to say. Like the worst case scenario I think is better for Laddams than is for probably any other Ruck in this draft. Um, Cause I English, I could see bottoming out and not really doing anything, but I think Laddams at the very least, he will be at least an, you know, a marriage. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. For me that that's that. And so that makes him more draftable than some of the other Rucks, certainly in the senior draft in, in the national draft uh, in my view. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yep. 
Right. Well, that's all the players I've got. Are there any other players that you think are um, interesting enough to be talked about for our pick 79 or in the rookie draft? Uh, I'll start, if that's okay, because yeah. I've probably, probably got less of them. Mason Shaw, we talked about him briefly last week, Macca. Yeah. I think that, again, we're talking about Port having kept all of the players, Hinkley coaching for his life. Uh, I think that uh, that late pick, that fifth pick, uh, redrafting a guy like Mason Shaw is highly possible. He seems to have done what you would expect him to do. He's managed to stay fit for a season, and he's been, been pretty regular in getting goals at waffle level. I think we could do a redraft. Um, do you think that's likely or possible? I don't think it's likely. It's certainly okay. possible. Um, right. Yeah. I would think if you were going to bring him back on, you'd bring him back on as a rookie. Okay. Um, just purely purely because bringing him on through the draft is a two-year contract. Oh, First even oh, he's still underage, isn't he? Yeah, okay. Oh, in that I, case, yes. I, I think I think if we if you can draft him as a one-year contract, yeah, it's probably worth it. But yeah, I don't I, – again, I haven't seen his season, so I haven't seen whether he's just done um, – Yep. Got, got done enough or whether he's actually added stuff to his game. If he's added stuff to his game, then, yeah, draft him. If it's just because he's been fit, then it's like, yeah, rookie. Rookie, if you're looking for the key forward, yep. Yep, fair enough. Fair enough. I'd, I'd be happy to redraft him. I, I was a big fan of Mason Shaw. I thought we got rid of him too early. I'd be happy to go there more than with Brett Eddy. Yeah, I yes. agree with that for sure. Yeah, comfortably. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Because I think, that from what I remember of Mason, is is potential. It was always potential, and it was always whether you're going to be able to get that potential out of him. Mm. Um, mm. What I would like to know is whether he developed some mongrel this year over there. Ah, oh, that, that, that 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 again. That's. That's probably why I would suggest he ended up getting delisted. He just didn't have that competitive edge. It's not so much mongrel, but yeah. So if he if he got a bit of that into his game, I reckon his game could go a long way. He's one of the most laconic-looking footballers I've ever seen on a footy field. I've got to say, and I reckon <laughs> for three years he was at Port Adelaide. I don't reckon I saw any photo or any vision where he was actually smiling once. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I guess the next one is not a player I'm advocating drafting, but that has come up on the board, so we should address it for the audience. Ben Jarman. Would you draft him at that late pick? Because he looks a rookie guy, I would have thought. But yeah, would you consider it? No. No. Mm. Um, again, assuming we've got our three mids. Yep. No. No, he doesn't give me that X factor as much as, yes, he's got foot skills. And it also worries me that the Crows have decided they don't want to pick him up in the draft, which means they don't rate him that high to start with. Yep. And B, to back that up, Hawthorne haven't rated him high enough to draft him either. Yep, yep. So it's a big, because, big cross. Because he... Because you can sit there and go in the in the talks, it's probably pretty much Hawthorne's going. We're not even going to rookie you, and the Crows are going. We're 
I'm not going to draft you, but we'll rookie you. And he's picked the Crows based on that. Uh, it's just like, mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Or it's yeah. the best way to ever talk down a player in the, ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Look, the, the Crows have been screaming out for a father-son pick ever since Bryce Gibbs got banned from going there. <laughs> They've yep. been waiting and waiting and waiting for Ben Jarman to get old enough to draft. Yeah. And then they decide they're not going to pick him or not, or they're not going to nominate him. That's a huge cross, and and again with Hawthorne, where he won a uh, his old man won a premiership there as well. For them not to nominate him, I think says a lot. Uh, I think he's a really skillful player. I think he's a natural footballer, but mm. is he ever going to have the size um, and pace and smarts at AFL level to become successful? And with that, I've got huge doubts. I can definitely see him getting picked up by the Crows or someone with a rookie pick and him playing some pretty decent AFL footy in the future. But there's enough risk there for me to say, no, thanks. Yeah, yep. I mean, if I was if I was looking for a smallish 40 type, I'd probably, and I don't know, he, I think he'll last this long. I'd be interested in views. There's Liam Baker from WA would probably be more likely for me to, to go for just because I think he's a genuine crummer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I think Baker probably suffers from lack of leg speed. Okay. Again, he can play, he reads it well, but again, all of a sudden he's going to be against that small defender who is lightning That's quick. Yeah. Lightning smart. I sit there and go, yep, as much as you're going to get to the right places, I think you're going to struggle to get kicks often enough to impact games, often enough to have a career as a forward pocket. Yep. And you're not going to have be able to do that defensive pressure that they so love in these nippy forward pockets. That's fair enough. Um, next player is more because I want to know what went wrong from Mish, uh, and that's J- Jacob Allison from Brisbane Lions Academy, 194 centimetres. He sort of plays midfield. Is he another Jared Brennan? That's an interesting comparison. Mm. Um, I, I still like him. I, okay. I really like him. Um so, yeah, I think I've got him, still got him about 35. Okay. I think, think again, I said something before about allies players getting given all Australians when they don't deserve it type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, again, I think he, it's a bit of that, and they hope that he would develop. Has He's got room to. Thoughts, has all the tools, except mm. we've been talking about the smarts above the shoulders. He hasn't learnt football yet. Yep. To be consistent impact. Um, if he can learn it, he'll be a star. I don't think he's hard enough to be a defender, and I think they've tried to play in defence a lot, and it's just like it's not his go. They've no. tried to play him in. They've tried to play him inside mid at times. And it's not his go. You just want him to play high, high half forward and have three shots on goal from outside fifty each game, and you'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just where he can get on the outside of that running play and just have that long leg. Right. He's got elite speed. He's got. Yep, yeah, he's not soft. He's just still learning the game. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was why I sort of mostly the Jared Brennan comparison in these kind of outside. Yep. And Brennan had that huge, ridiculous talent that 
he spent the whole of his career working out how to play football. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now just one more from me, which is another one I just really want to hear his opinion on, is Sava Ratagolia, um, key position forward, potential off-rock. He's got a good leap, but he is very raw uh, from Victoria country. Um, what are your thoughts on Asava? Oh, I, I, I'll come back to endurance on him. Okay. I doubt he will ever develop an engine to be able to play AFL football. Right. However, mm. depending on his background as to where he's come from previous to this year, mm. I may be inclined to excuse that if I find out that he's actually picked up the game as a country kid, done no pre-seasons or anything like that, and all of a sudden just come out and played good local under-18 footy and been chucked into TAC. Yeah. He's come from nowhere, and I don't know enough of the background. But, yeah, if you can give me that sort of background, I'll go, yep, I'll have a punt of him at 79 or whatever. Mm, mm. Um, again, I would have a punt at Alango as a key defender that late in the draft. Key defender? Okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. I think his athletic ability really leads him to being that defender. Yep. I don't think he's big enough to be a ruckman. No, but probably not. Again, again, if you go back to KT, Ruckman, who can play another position. Yep. Like, yep. like you have your genuine Ruckman and you have these people around the ground that can help out. Yeah, that's fair. That's interesting. That's an interesting perspective on a lingo that we haven't heard, so thank you, Mish. Yeah. Any other smokies, hmm. Mish? Um, not for the draft, but probably the one that everybody hates is Stranatica. Yeah, if you get if you can get him a as a rookie pick, again, some of his junior football has been elite. His his carnival was rather disappointing, particularly the particularly once they got to Melbourne. His early carnival actually wasn't so bad. It was pretty good. Um, yep. So, but he lacks some competitive spirit. So he's yeah. got the talent. If you can get the competitive spirit in him, you're okay. That's probably whereby I'd take the one-year contract as a rookie and just go, well, if we can, you become a very good footballer. Mm. We're not, you're in and out of our system. We'll be able to work that out pretty darn quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you're looking at the rookie list, because we haven't really discussed what we think the composition of the rookie list should be, but if we look at it as being like three Ruckman and, a, and, a, and an emergency player, which is usually, I mean, that's the one that's always worked out best for us in the past, um, then he could be in there as one of those part-time Ruckman on the rookie list, potentially. Uh, and I'd be okay with that for sure. Yep. And then, again, depending on how we draft, even though I don't think it's a need, I really like Pittman. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. I think he's a very good user of the football. Yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. He's a strong a user. So, well, yep. Is yep. he ever going to so, have an AFL-type body, though? That's the question. I will say he's already got an AFL-type body. Right. It's strong. It's strong. It's not over. It's not fat. It's strength. So, yeah, it may, may not look like the classical body shape, but, yeah, I'm quite happy. With it, All right. obviously his endurance would need to improve, but I think his endurance isn't that bad that you sit there and go, "Well, that's not going to improve." 
How do you rate his vision downfield? I actually think it's quite good. Okay. It's, it's not late, and he's not late quick. So we're not talking pick 30 or anything like that. No. Um, and I would say, if you gave me the choice of Snelling or him, I would have taken Snelling. Yeah. But as far as a rookie pick goes, I think he understands how to play football. And because he can kick it well, it gives him that edge over the other 177-centimetre guys. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, this has been a mighty long uh, evening. <laughs> we've gone for almost three hours. Um, I think we've covered just about every under-18 person in Australia. Um, so, yeah, it's been bloody good, I have to say. And uh, thanks, thanks, Mish, for coming on. No worries. No doubt we'll worries. talk to you next week um, with a review and we'll discuss who we picked and uh, probably yeah. cry on each other's shoulders as we overlook um, Joe Attlee for Josh Battle. No, um, no. You know what our draft's going to be? Battle, Venables, Cedric Cox. <laughs> Tyson Stengel, yeah. Yep, that's oh, it. it that's yeah, well, yeah. I'll be yeah. absolutely stoked with that. Oh, yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll never watch another 18 footage again. Yeah. That's it. Porsche, thanks for coming on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. I'm, I'm going to start making the bread sheer banner. No, the bread <laughs> sheer banner. <laughs> sheer brilliant. Love it. Best coal ever. As we know, we'll be doing a live podcast on uh, Friday night as we watch the draft. Um, you'll be able to get our reactions live. We'll discuss the picks as they happen for all the clubs. Um, possible swearing uh, might be involved as well. Um, but yes, tune into that. You can watch the draft live on Fox and uh, put it on mute. Listen to us. We'll try and make it enjoyable. And until then, can the pair. Can port. Can bow. Yeah. The heat's on in the kitchen. Oh, look at this. Play it simple. Good attack from Galapati Carlo. He left his man. He took them on. He gets the lines. Oh, baby!